Hi, I'm Harvey Wade, founder of Innovate21, an entrepreneur and longtime innovator with many organizations across many industries. I will be your guide in this innovation podcast mini series. This series is aimed at everyone, whether you're running a practice, working in a practice, studying, or just interested in innovation. I'm going to be sharing some stories to help bring innovation to life and to enable you to really think how that applies to you. This series has six episodes, each covering a different yet important innovation aspect. We'll be looking at diverse mindsets, innovation as an enabler, being near and far-sighted, navigating environments, creating supportive cultures, and being action-orientated. I'm hoping that in about 15 minutes, I can give you tools and guidance on how you can make innovation happen or happen more often in your own world. Any tools I mention, we posted on the Viva Innovation site. And if you have any questions, then please do contact me directly by email. This episode is entitled Near and Far Sighted How to Create Success Both Today and For Tomorrow. In the last episode, we talked about innovation as an enabler and not an outcome, and really to think about the strategic imperatives that you have within your organization using the industry shifts tool to identify the areas that you should be focused on. We also talked about sustaining innovation and disruptive innovation and how it's really easy to focus actually on sustaining innovation and actually there should be a focus on disruptive innovation that's harder to do. But actually how do you do those things in reality? As we all know and as I mentioned last time strategy is not complex. But it's hard because it involves you making decisions. And when you don't know what the future can be, that can be really difficult. And we also mentioned VUCA, this volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous world. Well, actually, you have to make a decision, but you don't know quite whether that's the right decision. And time tells you the answer. And sometimes you need to undo those things. So one of the things we do in innovation is we start to create what are called innovation portfolios. And we start to take a portfolio management view to our innovation. So what does this kind of mean? And can I explain that to you? I'm going to give it a go. So one of the things to really think about is a horizon, different levels of horizons. And one of the things they say is you need to balance your innovation project portfolio horizons. What on earth does that mean? Well, what it means is, and the best way to explain this is by probably using something like your pension pot to explain things. So if you imagine that you have a a pension plan, hopefully you all do, you can have a savings account. Now that's going to give you a guaranteed amount, but probably not very much, probably around the rate of inflation, but at least you know it's doing some good and it's safe. You think, oh, but I want it to grow. So you know if you want your, your pension to grow, you've got to take on more risk. So, okay, let's look at stocks and shares. Sometimes that can be good. And as we all know, that can be bad. And let's finally say that you're coming up to retirement time and your independent financial advisor goes, oh, we haven't done so well. Um, you're going to have to do something to get enough money. So you book that trip to Las Vegas and you go to that roulette table and you say red or black, and hopefully you choose the right color. And that's a way to think about horizons, is you have these different levels of risk 
and also different levels of sometimes reward. And the way we talk about this in innovation is very much talking about your core innovation. So that's very much your sustaining innovation, but you kind of know what you're going to get by investing that money and time. You know what your outcome is normally going to be. You then have what we call adjacent or your growth innovation. Now, this is something that maybe is more moderate in, in risk. Um, it's maybe something that you haven't done, but others have done around you, but it's new to you and it's a step into a, a new world. And then you have this very high risk exploration, what we tend to call disruptive horizon. And this is something where it can be very, very new technology. It's never been done by anybody before. It's brand new markets. And those are what are called the three horizons. It's not to do with time, um, but it often is around those things. And the way to sort of really think about that is that you need to have these three aspects in a balance. It's not one or the other, just as we talked about sustained disruptive innovation. This is just going a level deeper into that. You've got to somehow be aware of what am I doing with this core innovation? What am I doing with growth? And what am I doing with explore? And so it's called having an ambidextrous view. You know, ambidextrous, you can use your both your left hand, your right hand, it doesn't really matter which, and it's not many people can do that. And because of it, it is hard to do. And often people say to me, well, is this just for big organizations? And it's, it, no, no, it's not. Because every company owner, every business owner needs to consider this. What is going to be happening in the future that you ought to explore and be aware of so that when it does come, you're either ready or well ahead of the curve? Uh, because as we all know, there's a surprise around every corner. So when we start to consider these three horizons and how they work together, it's quite nice to use an example. And so I'm going to again use an Apple example because everybody kind of gets some of the Apple products and it's easy to visualize. So it's January 2010 and you're working at Apple in California. The first iPhone came out in 2007. The iPad is about to be launched in April 2010. And there's another of other product lines that Apple is working on that won't be seen for a few years. So what is in their Horizon 1, their core, Horizon 2, their growth, and Horizon 3, their explore? So we don't know for sure, but I would suspect that in their core activity, they have got things like improving iTunes. They've got making the iPhone, which is probably on its third generation, better, bigger, faster, more powerful. In their probably Horizon 2, they're probably starting to think about the iPad hasn't been launched. And as everybody said when it launched, who needs a big iPhone? Actually, tablet is now very well, obviously, used form. What was in Horizon 3? I'm pretty sure there was something like Apple Pay, wearables with the Apple Watch, and there would be a whole host of other things that we never saw. Because the big thing about the explore area is because it's riskier, there's a lot less uh, items or products or innovation that actually makes it 
and actually succeeds. It's almost like a one in 10 success factor because it's the future. And what you're doing is you're really not putting all your eggs into one basket. Just with your financial portfolio, you wouldn't be expecting your RFA to say, I just put it in the bank. That's all I did. You'll be going, well, I thought you were going to do a little bit more than that. But that explains how one organization is using it. But well, what's the right thing for your organization? And that's where you need to consider this as a strategic tool again. What is your business and what should you need? If you don't think about it, all of your innovation will be in that core, you know, defending and extending your core business model. So you need to consider what that ratio could be. And when I say ratio, I mean out of 100, how, where should you spend your time? Now, that differs for many different types of organizations and industries. But as a rule, we tend to focus on 70% in Horizon 1, your core, 20% in Horizon 2, your growth, and 10% in your explore. Now that 10%, it could be the amount of money that you invest. It could be time. It could be resource, as in how many employees or how much time you're putting there. What's important to do is that you actually think about what that could be. Because you are having to probably put a lot of effort into your core business model right now, defending it. But actually, if you don't spend any time in that Horizon 3, you're not going to see what's coming. And how important is that? How fast does your industry change? Who else is in your industry? Who is coming into your industry? And it's important to come up with that suggestion. So I, what I would do is if you are either a business owner or you're a leader, have a consideration of what that can be. and then. Have a conversation with others around you. What do you think that ratio should be? And you'll get a broad sense of opinion and you'll probably come to a compromise. That's okay. It's a sort of working um, perspective and then you can come into firming that as you get more ideas. And so you can then look at what that is. What is my ratio? And then actually, what do I have? Ah, I wanted 70, 20, 10, but I've actually got... 9901. <laughs> okay, I need to do something different. What do I change? How do I make those changes? And that's when your strategy starts to come to life because you've made a decision. Now you need to make it happen. And if that gets a little bit too complex for you, then the best way of thinking about this is having a exploit projects and explore projects. What am I doing to exploit what I have right now as a business? What am I doing to make my business faster, better, quicker? more profitable, whatever it might be, those are your exploits. You're making the most of what you can. And then what am I exploring for the future? And every, I would encourage every business, every business owner, even every individual, even think of your career, what am I exploring for future? What am I learning about? What am I finding out about? What, what's out there? And I would have a ratio of explore versus exploit projects. And then review that on a regular basis. What do we have in explore? What do we have an exploit? Is that what we need for the current situation that we're in? I would suggest with all the COVID-19 aspects, you, this is a time to really go and explore what's out there. Yes, by all means, make your business as safe as you can. But you need to go, well, what's going to be changing? What is not going back to how it was? 
And this is what we mean by having a portfolio management approach to innovation. Being aware of what's coming starts to really future-proof your future. So great, you've set up your portfolio management. You're looking at this on a regular basis, but what are you really looking at? How do you know if you're making the progress? Because you've got to remember that each one of these horizons has different success measures and outcomes. Horizon one, your core focus. Actually, what is that? It's about profit. It's about revenue. It's about reducing cost. And so the success here is really around your P&L. Success of innovation is by delivering a financial impact. If you haven't got a financial value, it's about delivering that key thing that you are delivering and the outcome to your customers right now. Um, if you're in growth, that horizon two, what you're doing is really trying to show that you're scaling and growing those areas which are still explorative. You're not making a lot of money from them. You're starting to work out whether customers are wanting more of this kind of perspective, whether they're, they're needing that. So you're looking really at kind of acquisition. How many new customers are you getting? How many customers are staying with you? How many are moving from an old way to this new way? Um, what is maybe your, your kind of market share in this area? Um, you're also probably starting to think of what's the cost of running this business. It should be coming down. It probably won't be at the level that your core business is growing because you're, you're having to fund it more. But it's not a pure P&L as the core would be. And then Horizon 3 is very different as well because it's about discovery. It's about learning rather than earning. So the key measures here are kind of how many experiments are you doing? What have you found out? What are the new types of customers out there? What are their new needs? Uh, what is some of the technology that you know will work or won't work? Um, what how can you bring this into your organization what are the partners you've got and and i think this is where people often make a mistake because they often relate innovation and have just one measure but actually there's three types of measures because there's three different outcomes and as a leader you have to know that because you can't just put a core innovation project against a explore innovation project because if you look at it who's going to give you the most value right now of course it's going to be core and that will never win it's like having two sumo wrestlers the japanese sumo wrestlers and the the core innovation is this big hulking chap and then you've got the small growth project as this little stick man trying to push against it and who's going to win so as a leader, you almost have to kind of play on the side of explore because your job as a leader is to know what is coming in the future and be able to bear that in mind and come through with that. So just it's a really important consideration to bear in mind. And we also need to think about some other metrics. But do you know what? That's going to be for another episode. So just in summary, we've talked a lot about your different perspectives. You've got to consider your three horizons and work out what you need for your organization. And then what do you have? And then what do you do about that? 
you need to be aware of the different outcomes for each horizon and how you might need to bias yourself to support those that need more protection. And this is relevant for all types of organizations, not just large ones. So I'd encourage you to really look at your horizons and be near and farsighted. In our next episode, we're going to be looking at navigating the current environment. What currently stops or hinders innovation? This brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, then please do email me at harvey at innovate21.co. Love to hear from you. In the meantime, look after yourselves and see you next time. Thank you.